from the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. If your son or daughter is serious about college athletics, call them at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athletes. Here we go. It's another edition of the 5050 Podcast, powered by our proud partners, College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student-athlete marketing service since 1997. You can find them on social media uh, at S on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more information on the many cool things they're doing and what they're about on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. My next guest, special guest, right? The man, the myth, the legend, he returns for his second, second visit in what is that about, I think, nine months, eight months, second visit to the 5050 podcast. We were proud to have him, the new head women's soccer coach of the UTEP Miners, Coach Gibbs Keaton. Coach, how are you? Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? I think, uh, you know, no. what's what's special about it is your show literally starts from the 915. That's right, from the 915. Let's go. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, and pretty cool to share this moment. We're excited to have you here, obviously, but also cool to share this as this is literally the two-year today marks the, uh, the two-year anniversary of the of the podcast of the show so uh excited to be able to share this one with you and uh, for for our listeners for our supporters uh keep an eye out as we will be announcing a special two-year anniversary show that is scheduled to come out in the next couple of days so we'll talk about that a little bit more but uh coach how does that sound the new head women's soccer coach of the utep mine how does that sound oh it, it definitely sounds right you know it's it's fitting it's exciting it's all the things you hope for in your first head coaching job. And yeah, you know, you're kind of announcing it that way for the first time I get to hear it. And, and it, it sounds and feels like a, a great opportunity, which is exactly what it was. And, you know, for you too, you know, you're celebrating two years. Cool to have me on, uh, on a second time. You know, I don't really know if you've had the likes of G Guerrero on twice, but just count that as a win for now. <laughs> I can stay ahead of him and, and, uh, all those other guys that haven't been on twice. So appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Calling out coach G already. I like it. I like it. I'm sure he'll, uh, I'm sure he'll love that. Right. So shout out to coach G as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, when was, what was that like the first time you said it, maybe in conversation, you made a phone call, you introduced yourself. Did that, how different was that? Right. Saying those words, the head women's soccer coach at UTEP, no longer mentioning, Texas Tech what was that like for you yeah great question the biggest reality check with that is when I was calling kids I coach 
So kids from the Lubbock area, kids I've watched grow up and say, hey, this is Coach Gibbs from UTEP, not Texas Tech. We got to talk about your prospective future as a student athlete. What do you think? And and that was the exciting, cool part. But I jumped on the phone with a couple of recruits and and a prospective transfer right away. So that was the first time I was really introducing myself. And and those those scenarios and those initial introductions they're important. But it's important right. to know that those people are getting to hear from me first as well. But it was the surreal moment to introduce myself to people I've known for as long as I've been coaching as like, Hey, coach Gibbs from UTEP, not from Texas tech, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was kind of the mind blowing experience introducing right. myself to kids I've been coaching. <laughs> so when was, when was the moment where it hit you, right? Where it was just like, obviously you had received notification that you were yeah. the selection for the job, but when, when did it hit you? When did it have that? Was it when you, maybe told your told your wife when was yeah. that do you remember do you recall that <laughs> how much time you got how long is this podcast we got on hey we got on that hey no one's listening anyway it's just you and I, so. <laughs> yeah. I know like one person that's maybe listening they'll at least appreciate this story right right um but so here's the deal um this is funny i was going on a on a birthday trip where my wife and i were going to go to Dallas and just got scheduling mix up, not on our end, kind of on their end. Um, you know, somebody that was a fan of, of, of the Longhorns messed up the schedule. So we had to kind of pivot and, and decide what we're going to do. And my best friend said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to Lubbock. We'll hang out. We'll spend the weekend um, out on a lease that I'm on and we'll do that. And he was like, whatever you do, <laughs> this is funny. This is coach friends world. He's like, whatever you do, don't change the schedule. I'm going to book this flight. Don't say you got to go recruiting or Tom wants to go here or whatever. Just don't change the schedule. And I was like, man, I got you. Like I've planned this weekend to go see you in Dallas. So we're totally good. Uh, don't worry about it. And inevitably I had to call and be like, Hey, I got to change the schedule. But the good news is I'm flying back with you from Dallas. So okay. long story short, like you talked about, they offered and, and we had been in discussions and everything was moving in a positive direction and we had spent our time out getting to talk to him was great, but we were coming back into Lubbock uh, to watch the national team game. And what happened is my wife had a chance to talk to her friends and family and, and really, you know, it's important that everybody understands that it's our wives that are the rocks of the family. And when you have a right. good supportive coach wife, it's so important, but I walked in the door and kind of put my hands on the counter and I was like, Hey, you know, before I could even finish the sentence of we got to decide, she just kind of stopped me and said, we're in. And it just hit me. Like you, if you're in, if her daughter's in, she's only four, but she's got the personality of a 15 or 16 year old. And she feels like her vote is the most important. And it probably is, you know, if you guys are in, we're going to do this thing. And so, that was the moment. I mean, interrupting our, our birthday guys weekend with super important decisions and trying to balance that. But it was really cool to walk into the house and have the support of your wife and her be like, this is something I want to do. This is something you should do. But most importantly, we should do this. And I was like, wow, let's go. No, it's came on, came on. I feel, I feel like it's a really good story too, man. It's kind of, 
it's kind of unique. It is. It is. That's great stuff. That's great yeah. stuff. Thank you for letting us kind of peek behind the curtain there. So, so let me, you know, so the million dollar question, right? <clears throat> why UTEP? Why now? Man. <laughs> Lots of reasons, honestly, but so, so many good positive reasons. And, uh, why UTEP? You know, you know what I like about this is that the question is why UTEP and not prefaced with your coming home because, yeah, I'm coming home. It's unique that I've been at a, a place where I finished my degree from and, and got to win a Big 12 at essentially my alma mater, which is really cool. Right. And to go to UTEP, it's unique to go home. But people can't lose sight of why UTEP is the student athletes in the program. I feel like they were hungry for change. I feel like they're up for change. And most importantly, which kind of segues into the next decision, is they just crave more. And I want that. And they want more. I want more. And and this is this is the part that's important you know i'm i'm reflecting on and deciding on and everybody has to know like texas tech is going to have an incredible season next year they're going to be amazing but as i was balancing the pros and cons and familial and professional and everything that a coach has to go through and and really a lot of people in my shoes have done this multiple times in their coach journey but i haven't had to do it right. But one of the decisions was knowing that Texas Tech was in amazing position from a, where we finished last year, our 2023 class, and transfers already, and just everything that I felt like they're going to be in such a good spot. So th that was part of it. And then it goes to Texas Tech has three incredible staff members, three great leaders. And I was like, man, let's share and we're always asking our players to do hard things and win another game after winning a game. And especially when you get into the knockout stages of the season, like we won one game, well, let's celebrate, but let's win another. So I was just bringing all of these considerations in. And I was like, we've been asking our athletes to do more and be uncomfortable and be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I just turned that light from them right onto me. And I was like, yo, you, got to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. And after a great visit and interview with UTEP, that was the kind of final piece before even speaking to my wife was just uh, what those players deserve and crave at UTEP. The summation of where we're at at Texas Tech, which I seriously believe they're going to have an amazing, I hope, you know, just want to put it out there, record-breaking season for them next year. And then add those together with an incredible visit uh, you know, that was right. it. That was that was why UTEP. You know, you got to put some of this ownness of what we've asked our student athletes for for so long. You got to put it on yourself. So um, it's a challenge. And with the players I met in the interview process and what I know about the program, I was up for it. Yeah, you you know, you mentioned before we come, you know, we'll obviously come back to, to UTEP, but you mentioned the, a knockout stage, right? So tell us very briefly just what you can share. What's thoughts on uh, on this World Cup? What's that been like for you? Holy whether it's God. Team U, whether it's the U.S. men's national team, you know, the knockouts that, you know, especially the semifinal, quarterfinals, what, what's, what's the big takeaway for you? 
Because, yeah, you keep on asking me questions where you got to play the music for me to stop talking. But I think this is a a lot of people want to remember this as the World Cup of PKs. But that for me, it's just this is the World Cup of the holidays. When has it ever been in the holidays? And and the reward is extra soccer, I guess. You know, I would prefer not PKs, but Morocco, the epitome of how to park the bus and, and play out of it and and the underdog of soccer and and probably, you know, inevitably had a team dismantle them that that could do so. And and we feel like maybe in previous rounds that could happen, but that's what happens when you kind of take a team for granted. And yeah, so for me, this is the World Cup of the holidays. It's not a familiar season where the World Cup and and Thanksgiving and Christmas line up. So getting to watch it, it's been great. I loved watching the national team, our national team and supporting them. And and I found it pretty awesome that we didn't play great, but we created enough chances, especially the first chance of the game to really shake things up in that game. And, you know, they pundits, maybe the media talks about them being young, but it's a four-year cycle. If the head right. coach wants right. them to be young, he can pick them to be young. So that's by choice. And and I loved the makeup and composition of where everyone was playing, uh, you know, for their domestic league. It's just so cool, man. And I was really surprised by our outside back play and a lot of the games, you know, disappointed in their play in the last game. But I also thought a dominant midfield, which is incredible to say about our national team and and really missing what we've had previously, like a really solid nine. You know, you think back to Clint, Landon, uh, McBride, a variety, even Altidore in that role as a big, athletic, awesome player. We've had that position, and it was lacking a bit. And I think even all of El Paso would have liked to see a more dynamic player up there. And that was the only piece that, for me, wasn't really consolidated before getting to the tournament. And I think that's, you know, that's not great for us to go into the World Cup and change that position so often. I don't think that was changed for our team needs or our opposition needs. I think that was changing because of the performance of the individual players in some of the games. And and uh, right. so it's been a great World Cup. I could continue and and I picked France to win, but I'm really cheering for Argentina. Uh, you know, you have the battle of two. Manchester United center backs and you know one's probably going to play with the French national side and the other one's probably not going to play so he'll be ready for when he gets back to England to play there but in the Messi versus Ronaldo battle I'm so pro Ronaldo it's it's cute so <laughs> people you can tweet at me you can blow up my Twitter feed because of that but Manchester United through and through love Ronaldo but I'm cheering for Messi because I think in my lifetime right. I want to see him win the World Cup and he deserves it he really does yeah oh yeah what about yeah, you? It's pretty amazing. Well, you know, from my perspective, I think as I look back on it, <clears throat> obviously we have one match, well, technically two matches left, but you know how it is with the third with the third place match. The way I look at it, my I don't know, synopsis summary of this World Cup is this is, I think, the World Cup that has really that has really solidified this, this is the World Cup where the possession argument has died. You know, I mean, seriously, you had, well, Croatia, Argentina, semifinal. Croatia had 68, 69% of possession. 
right? So I think from that perspective, and you've seen it, it's been a reoccurring theme in this uh, in this tournament. Has been is the 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 possession argument, the possession percentage, and whatnot. That's in so many instances thrown out the window. And the other thing too is I think this is a tournament where you saw certain certain teams get old or old philosophies die, right? So, um, for example, Germany, Germany new coach. I would I never thought we'd see them not be able to get out of the group stage in back to back World Cups, right? You look at Belgium, their golden generation that was on their way out, phasing out. You they got old. They looked old, right? Um, um, we saw that a little bit in, in Iran too, in the US in the US's group to a certain extent, even though they were fun to watch. But uh, but yeah, and then you saw these these counter, you know, these counter capable um, these counter capable countries such as Saudi Arabia, right? You know, you, they lit up Argentina, you know, at first, first game of the group of group play, you know, obviously Morocco making history, but, and then you, you look at the, um, the, the Asian confederation, right. And what they did, right. What they're, you know, so, and looking at Japan, I mean, it's just, it's pretty phenomenal to see how you can see how the, the Asian countries, the Arab countries, they're they're starting to, they're starting to, to this is starting to become more true world football, world international football. Um, so from that perspective, I think now what will it, will that continue, you know, four years from now or three and a half years from now in 2026 when it's here, you know, on on our soil, what will that look like then? What will we look like from from the U.S. perspective? One of the things I'm probably most excited about and you mentioned it was our midfield play right it's like we came out with a clear new newfound identity to a certain extent that we've never had right so um how do we build on that obviously we clearly <laughs> we clearly need to identify not just one number nine multiple number nines in order to have one um obviously you know pretty salty that that ricardo pepe wasn't wasn't on the squad but uh but yeah that that's a whole other conversation and, you know, from the U.S. perspective, I think that I would say when I look back on it, I think it was a, I think it was a, a success given the age, given the fact that we weren't there four years ago. Um, I thought they handled themselves well. I th- the, the one part that I haven't been very proud of has been just the recent drama, right, what, from Burhalter, Reina, how all of that has been in the news. Um, but then again, you have people who make that argument that, that's just one more indicator that is showing that this country is becoming a true footballing nation, right? A true footballing where the the media is, we're talking about it more and we're talking about it consistently. So, you know, I think those are probably my biggest takeaways. And as I look to the final, I would say probably I picked Argentina going in, of course. And then I thought it's like, man, I probably got that wrong when they lost to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> But they've adjusted well, and they're playing well. And France, I mean, look at France. France has a whole all-star squad that didn't even make the trip, right, because of injuries. So so that says a lot about France. And France, I think, is one of those that's their dynamic play, their direct, quick play. They're kind of making – they're pushing that argument in terms of possession. Hey, we'll let you have the ball. We look at the tactics and the strategy, right? You look at how we played into the hands of the Netherlands of – We'll let you have the ball, right? And we're going to pick our spots. We're going to pick our moments. And I, th- I think 
I don't know. I, I want to say we're headed to a match that's going to probably go at least extra time, I think. And I'm I'm rooting for Argentina, but I something just keeps telling me that it's going to be France. Oh, you're getting scared. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Take your team. Yeah. Take them. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing that I'll say is, you know, I agree with you in so many different regards. And, and I think it's amazing the sport that we can watch and everybody picks something different. The only thing that I don't think you highlighted, which to me was like crazy and one of the craziest, most fun games is what about the Netherlands when they decided to go direct? And you're talking about a yeah. team that's, yeah. oh my goodness, invented that style of play to some extent right. where where they want to keep it and, and the technical ability to pass and, and move forward with the ball and, and dictate the tempo and possession. And they were like, forget it. Let's put our bigs on. Let's shake things up. I loved it. It got intense. Yeah. It got crazy. And, and uh, I loved every bit of that game. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, one thing that's for sure regarding the Netherlands is they have rediscovered a newfound uh, rivalry with Argentina. That's for sure. Because <laughs> that match was wild. Yeah, yeah. Vir Virgil, Virgil stepping up in that game was just amazing. Yeah. Just feel the passion from the TV, man. It's great. Right. Yeah, it was great stuff. Great stuff. So we'll see. We're uh, looking forward looking forward to that final on uh, Sunday morning. So. Now tell and us here's the deal because we're both biased, right? We should speak to this for just a second. With Ricardo and how talented and popular he was, like who's in charge of him to make sure that that continues and that he sustains right. that? And you know, like who in our national team is is wrapping their arms around those players to ensure and maybe it's me being naive of how it works with the national team and of course, there's player responsibility, but right. he, he moved teams and then moved again. And I just haven't even heard about what he's doing or what's going on. And I, I feel like that could have been something with a little bit of an investment that would have paid dividends in the World Cup. And again, I'm not there. I'm not in training. That's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm just saying who's who is handling his transfers and where he's going and, and who's handling this projection versus – this projection and then that, and then maybe back up. And of mm -hmm. course, that's what we're all trying to figure out. You would just assume the national team has the resources to be able to guide a young, exciting player like him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously as you, as you mentioned, you know, that they are professionals, but sometimes it's kind of that direction of where they want to go, who's advising them uh, aside from their agent, right? Cause sometimes the agent might be, you know, leading them astray, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I know he was doing well. Awesome. You know, he, he was doing he was doing well in the Eta Divisa, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see we'll see where that we'll see where that goes, and um, and then you got this new crop right of this this young group that's getting ready to break through. That's younger than the current generation that just played the current roster. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't think my personal, in light of how things have played out, particularly publicly and in the media, I don't believe that uh, Burhalter will be the uh, the manager the next cycle. That's my personal belief. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I mean, because that's going to determine some things as well as far as just biases, preferences, and where do they – if he does if he does remain the manager, right, <clears throat> how do you fix that whole trust process, right, with how things have played out? And then how do you – how do you move how, – how do you move forward and now handle a group that's going to be – in their prime, 
you know, three and a half years from now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I'm speaking to, right? Like it's right. Ma managing that type of scenario. And it's really for everybody, for the team, not just one individual player. But yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So, you know, we, we segue back over to UTEP. And we talked about, we mentioned, we asked the why, you know, why now, why UTEP, but take us briefly. And you gave us a little bit of insight there, but how, how quick, because it seemed like it was pretty quick from what you can share, take us through that hiring process. Like how did that unfold? How quick was that? Was that anything like you expected or was it, you know, or was it totally different from what you expected? You broke up a little bit yep. after um, what was expected, but I can see. Yeah, was it was it anything like what you expected as far as that hiring process, as far as just the process itself, how quick how quick it appeared to move, or was it about what you expected? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, speak to it as much as I can and uh, just giving some professional courtesies and things like that. Um, we got some French shout-outs right there. Awesome. So – the last hiring cycle, um, there were tons of jobs open and I really thought about that process and, and went in hard for one job last hiring cycle. And after it was done, I had some regrets of like, Hey, you know, maybe I didn't put myself out there enough as an aspiring head coach, but I trust the process of the timing. And I know it's not in my hands. It's not something that I can control. And I'm totally okay with that and accepting of it. But I wanted to ensure that after this hiring season that I definitely put myself out there. And you have these conversations with yourself. And, and you know, next thing that happened, my phone was ringing. And it was like, hey, we're interested in you uh, potentially being the next coach at UTEP. What do you think? And for me, that was just number one kind of shows a good standard of professionalism within the search just to reach out to someone from El Paso. And, and you know, I think there's, right. you know, there's, there's a handful of, of good coaches from El Paso and uh, for the administration to do their research and reach out to me and, and uh, that be the initiation of this conversation. It was great. I was kind of ecstatic from the beginning. And so getting that call and then being like, you have to apply before anything can proceed. I had a great conversation and the uh, sports supervisor, Danny, who's also uh, the business guy and the facilities guy at UTEP, he was in charge of it. And I felt like we just kind of hit it off because we're both from El Paso in the initial conversation. And, you know, I don't know all, all the other details of all the other candidates that he had in mind. And um, from there I applied and he told me when, when the uh, Zoom would be and did the Zoom. And it was super professional too. You know, I, I feel like that's part of this. I was evaluating them as they were evaluating me. And it was four people in that process, super professional, stayed on time, relevant questions, got to share about myself. Actually, what happened was, and, and I'll speak to this too, it's I didn't really give a great intro. They were like, tell you about about you know, tell us about yourself. I completely excluded all family things and was just ready to answer the coaching questions. And uh, fortunately got guided back into the conversation and answer the questions. But I think I closed really well with just a little bit more personal touch. Um, and then they end with, and nobody likes this, like 
this is the hard part of the process. But Danny was like, you know, we'll get back to you in X amount of time and, and whatever. And he actually called me the next day and he's, you know, answered the phone a little somber in his tone. And Danny's a pretty hype guy. He's, he's really cool. Um, and I was like, man, no way, Danny. Like, are you serious? And he's like, ah, you know, how about we schedule a visit? And, um, he knew I was going to El Paso for Thanksgiving. So I was like, well, can I just stay and do the visit? You know, that's more time appropriate. But anyways, got on the visit and went from there. But yeah, super professional, went in with the expectation that, and I've told them this, that the administration was great because at Texas Tech, not only is Tom amazing, but our administration has been great. Our athletics director is just a good, wholesome West Texas guy. Our, our former sports supervisors is a friend of mine and Judy Henry. She's amazing. And we got a new sports supervisor and she's been for real and it's been really awesome. So I wanted that. I was seeking that. And they were all down to earth and very professional and going in with them, trying to meet a high standard of expectation, they exceeded it. So I thought that was great and just great job by UTEP all the way around. The, the biggest concern was, you know, how are you supporting your student athletes? And they are, they're doing it. They really are. And, uh, you know, I thought that was great and that's what the team needs and that's how we're going to push forward. So that was how the process went as far as step-by-step. Step. Yeah. And that timeline was probably over maybe less than three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, the reference is like, Phoenix ECNL and then just before the announcement kind of accepting it. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was a three week process and, and um, yeah, that's the way it went. It was, it was really cool. And, and the only reservation was like, um, and I was talking to another school at the same time um, was go to UTEP, see it, do it. And then, they're like, hey, you got to decide by the end of the business day, Friday or whatever day it was. And I was right. like, hold on, like timeout. <laughs> like, is that serious? Like, you mean I got to pop into the house and tell my wife, hey, what do you think about this? And you got to decide tonight. Like, well, I was like, I don't know about that. And, you know, we worked out the details and it, right. it, it ended up yeah. being great. But yeah, like a, a three week time period and and uh, exceeded my expectations and feel felt really comfortable because of the players to make make the decision mm-hmm. that we yeah. made so it was cool that's, it was really cool it was yeah. good yeah that's great stuff thank you for sharing that so get the job offer you make that decision with with your wife and then you you go ahead i mean hey you're gonna go with it how do you how do you break that news and now you got to go to your boss to, to tom right there at tech how what was that like was that amazing? Was that obviously it's a good thing, right? And knowing oh. the type of individual he is, he's going to be happy for you. But did it still was it still more difficult to break than you thought? No, here's the deal. Tom is an incredible person and human, and and you know our relationship. People would say like, "Hey, you know, you've worked for this guy for for 13 years. Is it like a?" father son relationship it's it's not like i have an amazing dad and and a great mentor uh, of life and tom's been my boss and a professional mentor and the guy is a 
is a, is a single child and he's like my brother, man. He's amazing. He's incredible. And, and I think initially he was like, yeah, go look at UTEP. And he was judging all the feedback and really being critical of all the feedback that I was giving him about the visit and even some of the things I've shared with you. And then once it was like, Hey Tom, I'm, I'm going to pull the trigger. It was boom. You've been with me for 13 years. It's been so incredible and just compliment after compliment after compliment and compliment and, and you just feel celebrated, but it's one of our core values and it's one of the core values we're going to have at UTEP to celebrate the success of others. And, and that was honestly how I thought he would handle it. There's no other way for someone of his caliber of professionalism, uh, intelligence. He's always right. got his probably one of his, well, two of his key attributes. These are related is he's got a pulse of the motion of the team. Like when they need a jolt, when they need to bring it down, he's so good at that. He just knows when he needs to be hype. Yeah. He brings the right tone of energy and he's got all levels of it all the time. And he brought that. And and then for him is he's hit home runs and grand slams in all of his hirings. And so I think he knows that uh, where Texas tech is right now, where we're headed, he has the ability to do that again. So telling Tom, you know, like awesome, the way I expected, no reservations about telling him. Yeah, yeah I think he's awesome. the first person I told besides the guy I was with. Now telling the team, that's a little bit different. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. But what I wanted, you know, <laughs> coaches have left this program, and I'm sure you know since you're the Joe Rogan of soccer, but we have, <laughs> you know, we have coaches that have left uh, Mississippi State, one of the most incredible husband and wife coaches out there, and they are just awesome, and they've left. And we've had associate head coach go to Washington State. And we've had associate head coach go to Elon. And these have been, you know, tough moments. And what's crazy, Hector, is I've been around for every single one of those. Like, that's crazy for me. And and you can feel the emotion with that. And I didn't want to get wrapped up in that. Because, number one, I wanted the girls to know how incredibly proud it is of me to be able to walk away from, I mean, this is my blood is here in this blood, sweat and tears, literally here in this program, but how proud, and this may not have made total sense to them, but how proud I was that I could walk away feeling like they're in an amazing position. Mm -hmm. And I wanted it to not be emotional and not be about the 14 years that Tom and I have spent together, because I feel like that's easy to drive the emotion of that conversation. But we told some stories. I told some stories about um, my daughter, Sophie and, and uh, how confused she was that we have to wear orange because, you know, <laughs> we're, we're definitely right here with that. And so um, we had to have that conversation that it's a different kind of orange. And so they loved that and they were really engaged. And, you know, I, I, I feel like they genuinely were happy for me and, yeah. and that was a little bit worrisome, but mm-hmm. things you got to do when when you're on this path, and, and eventually it was going to happen. But I'm I'm leaving a great team, and, right. and that's yeah. not a negative. That's a positive. Yeah, I think you know at any time, and and as you know, we've had some of these conversations previously. Is that I've I've been at my handful fair share of of programs, both, you know, on the college side and the high school side, mainly on the, obviously mainly on the high school side, but it's always 
I don't know. It's always a better feeling, a feeling of, I guess, being at peace with that decision when you know the program that you're leaving, you, you feel as if you're leaving it better than you found it, right? Well, you, you can't work for Tom and not do that. So he right. yeah. he really challenges you to excel in that. And I do. I do feel that way. And You know, I, I think as a, a little bit of related to that, um, some of the cool things about getting hired was the tweet that Texas Tech sent out, an appreciation tweet. That was immense. And then, you know, the mm-hmm. local D2 school here did the same thing. And I thought that was so cool. That's I saw and, that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, those are my friends love it, too. Love it, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nobody knows, yeah. but I, I worked there for a year as well and honestly had a great experience there. Uh, but the other thing was I had a great conversation with, I spoke about her earlier. I had a great conversation with Brandy, our new uh, SWA and sports supervisor. And, and she's been great this year. And, and that was a, good conversation because she's only been here for a, a small portion of my coaching journey. And, and I had a great conversation with Kirby and, and now you can kind of see why it was important that the administration at UTEP shared these kind of values and they really did embody mm-hmm. that. And yeah. so I'm excited, man. Super excited. Awesome. How, how will UTEP look different under you? Well, I think a lot of things are going to change. Um, you know, what will look different is, again, I, I want to make some things clear. I did the the thing is I'm not returning home. I'm, I'm going to UTEP to coach these exceptional student athletes, um, which is a byproduct of being – or the byproduct is that it just happens to be in El Paso. And then the way I'll look – it'll look different is I want everybody to know that this is not like a total rebuild. I think that would be – a disservice to the work that these student athletes have put in, in the classroom, on the field, on their own time, uh, with their available resources and things that they have. Uh, Everybody strives for more after a four win season. And so, yeah, so we're going to build from there. Uh, We're going to build upon their individual strengths is the plan and make it look a little bit constructed of, of how you were speaking about the world cup and how it looks different. But I think there's definitely an emphasis on possession exclusively before. And, you know, my style is a little bit different than possession exclusively. And and I don't want to say it's counterattacking just because you said that it's definitely Mm -hmm. a possession foundation, but I want to get at teams. I want to be counter pressing exceptional at it. And I want to be able to, you know, help the athleticism of the team put those people in the right places of the field. Because from the games I've watched, from the film I've seen from being hired, um, there's a body of work there that we can build on and improve upon. And and I just hope that um, they're ready for the change that's coming and and join me and, and go on this journey of improvement with me and it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be perfect and it's a process and and that's a that's a good life skill to learn about process but i think that's where it's going to look different is playing to their individual strengths a a lot different coaching philosophy um geared towards just how we found success here a lot of things that you know we've done successfully at tech will be taken there which i think is 
utilizing my experience to help improve the program. And that'll kickstart us. Um, that'll be the, the difference for sure as it relates to what we want to achieve as student athletes. So that's kind of Cliff Notes version. And we're going to dive into that as soon as we get into training. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, so obviously you're, you have an immediate upcoming spring season, which I know you know that. And you, we do know you're working on your you're working on your coaching staff right now. What becomes once you arrive and pieces start to fall in place? What becomes agenda item number one as soon as you as soon as you get there and the pieces are in place? Well, we we've had our initial Zoom and and I kind of framed it in this regard. And then you know I'm going to tell you everything that's not X's and O's because the team needs their fuel for the game they need their passion uh wherever it's at needs to be refilled that's step number one we're going to give to that we're going to help them appreciate love and enjoy the game and how we're going to do that is a variety of ways but that's objective number one this is the place that i'm coming from i know i can do that i want to do that it's collaborative team and staff and we're going to do that uh, what I framed out in the Zoom is, you know, what is the identity of the UTEP soccer program? Like, who are they and who do they want to be? And so I framed it as it relates to the status of the team, because the end objective is that we improve our status in the conference table so that we can have success in the conference. But to get there, you're not just getting on the field immediately and, and seeking the improvement. How can we do it? academically how can we support our other utep athletics programs in the spring and that becomes multifaceted of it's team building it's getting to know each other it's serving a role in our athletics department community how can we support our female sports intentionally and be there for them i went on the interview i didn't tell you this this is cool i went to the women's basketball game and i'm watching this is just another little moment that I had, I'm watching women's basketball and they're playing um, New Mexico state and the basketball team basically played basketball, how I envisioned the soccer team playing. They were up for the grind. They were dominating physically. They supported each other. They were brave and took risk and they deed up. They were all about it. And um, for me to see the basketball program do that and, and what the basketball coach has done there was like, Let's go. But they got to go to those sports. They got to do that. They got to see that. And then, you know, and, and I'll talk about this in a little bit too. That's going to be so many long questions. I'm sorry. But <laughs> no, good, no, in the community too, like what is our status in the community? And, and how are we being perceived to get exposure to our program? Like you can't just go, we want people to come to our game, see you there. That's not how anything works. You got to go make an investment. Hey, I'm Coach Gibbs. I'm the head coach of UTEP soccer. You know, this is so-and-so. She's a player. She wants to get to know your daughter. You know, what things can we make an investment in the community? And that's going to enhance our status. And they got to understand that we got to do all these things off the field to improve what we want to achieve on the field. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that at length. And, and then just the standards piece, I think everybody understands that. You're going to set the standards as a team. I'm going to set the expectations. We didn't really talk about expectations, but 
just for them to prepare their mind to frame what standards and how it can be improved before I even get there. Okay, frame your, get your mind right. It's coming. We're going to be there together. So, you know, check in on your own standards. Where are they at right now? Like, yeah. hey, I went for a run at 7 o'clock tonight before I came on with Hector. What were you guys doing? You know, what's, what, what are your standards to make sure we have a good, a good successful season next year? And uh, But the reason I wanted to get back to that is, you know, it's important that these are my objectives. You asked, you know, what are some of the objectives? Is Yeah, yeah. From UTEP, I want to graduate student-athletes that have an awesome degree. I think UTEP provides that. Did you go to UTEP? I, I, I actually did not. I did not, no. Yeah, and I think they provide a great degree, and, and I learned all about it while I was there. And then I want them to graduate like other programs with lifelong friends. You know, I want to see uh, social media accountability uh, when social media can be a positive influence of, hey, they were in each other's weddings. They were doing these fun girl right. trips together. Hey, they pursued alternative careers to get whatever it is. And then lastly, because this is the tie into the part where I was, is an appreciation for El Paso, a city I love, a beautiful place that can really be underappreciated, undervalued, and and just stapled or labeled as the border town. But it's an amazing place. It's a bit of a diamond in the rough, as is Lubbock. Lubbock's a great place, but it's not necessarily a big thriving city with a Whole Foods and, and these types of things. But yeah, so that's what I want. That's what we're going to work on right away those things to lead us to those three last pieces I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Nice. So you, you kind of, you stole a little bit of my thunder there, right? On the community piece, right? So no, it's good. I'm going to come back to it because I want to build on that a little bit. So, and by the way, just a side note, don't think I forgot. I didn't catch the, uh, the Joe Rogan comment there. So, <laughs> but, um, but my question Fox, is now, now that I've gone 45 minutes, did we lose our one listener? Oh no. I, yeah, yeah. Right. I think we're up to two. I think we're up to two listeners, but uh, making progress. Yeah. Um, no, this has been great, Coach. This has been great. So no need for the the Academy Award wrap it up music, nothing like that. This is good. This is good. Um, thoughts? So you talked about the community, right? So what are some of the thoughts on engaging that that El Paso soccer community beyond maybe what you just mentioned? You know, on the recruiting front, where are you? Because as you said, right, it's it can be a bit of an island and because of where it's located, right? It's, it's this great, it's this great place that a lot of people don't know about what, how do you plan on engaging the community from that perspective, the high, you know, the high school slash club side of the world? What, what are your thoughts on that? I think that El Paso is going to have an El Paso in at the helm and it's going to be a priority and, and there's, you know, not going to be, really any excuses to what we do and and to announce this in a public forum it, it it's going to happen so it, it needs to happen but yeah do, doing those things but I, I think there's a couple of ways number one it's obvious that El Pasoans are craving exposure of college coaches and I made it plural specifically for a reason because it ties into number two the staff and myself, we're going to go to high school games. Uh, we're going to go to whatever local club game can be of significance. We're going to be there and we're going to be evaluating and doing things that 
the El Paso student athletes deserve. We're going to be out there. And a lot of those high school and club coaches are my friends. Some of them I've grown up playing soccer with in the El Paso area, and that's cool. So we're going to, we're going to be there and we're going to evaluate and we're going to provide ex exposure for them. Um, the other way we're going to give access to high school and club coaches multiple times in the spring uh, to come and watch a session and just make it a mini, I don't want to say seminar, just a mini open training session where I'll pick a topic afterwards. We can speak to the topic with a few of the players uh, by my side, with the staff by my side. You know, we can, one topic will be recruiting and we can hash out the details of recruiting, but to open it up. And I specifically use this topic as an example. It's, you know, I've said this word a lot. It's accountability, but it's two ways. Hey, if you're a high school or club coach and you're promoting your player to me, uh, number one, have you come to watch us train when I've given you access to come see us train? Because I highly mm -hmm. encourage you to do that. Uh, number number two, have you come to the game to watch us play? Because I highly encourage you to do that. If you love coaching and if you're into coaching because you love it, you should be at those things so that you can have an honest assessment of what our team needs will be and a good comparison of what player to player might look like. So I'm going to provide access to the coaches for high school and club. And I look forward to doing that. And, and I understand there could be scrutiny and criticism associated with that. And that's okay. Like it's, everybody has a different coaching style. It's not perfect. And, and you describe that with so many different world cup teams. The other thing is we're going to have camps, identification camps, where other college coaches have already reached out and they want to be a part of it. And the reason they want to be a part of it is because we put on great camps at Texas Tech. And we really host camps at Texas Tech with all of West Texas in mind. And so we're getting coaches from uh, New Mexico State and we're getting coaches from St. Mary's and we're getting coaches that have kids from El Paso and it'll be another opportunity for exposure and evaluation and that's really how i want to dig into the soccer community i think as far as igniting the beast of soccer community in the area i hope to work with the great staff at utep and to get ideas from locomotives and and even chihuahuas and their marketing and and being creative that hey let's all work together to get people there and as a team and staff, we'll do our best to put a product out on the field that people want to come back to watch. And, and that's exciting enough to watch and, and has an entertainment value that's, you know, more than just the game. So those are the ways I really want to dig into the community. And our camps are going to be youth oriented, too, and super fun and, and a great summer and, and intercession resource for parents alike. And, you know, we want players and the youth of the community to know each other. Some of the stories I have from here is like our daughter's asking to go to the game because, you know, so-and-so Ashley was her coach at camp and made such an impression on her. Boom. I have a daughter. I want a student athlete to make an impression on her. That's amazing. If a kid says that, because we're going to have great yeah. role models at UTEP and, and that's what I want. And that's what I want the El Paso yeah. community to say. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Did, um, Loosely related, not really, not definitely not directly related. But did you happen to catch the uh, 
El Paso Locomotive announced their new their new head coach today. Come on, man. Already followed him on Twitter. Yeah. Haven't got that there follow back. I don't understand okay. why he hasn't followed me back yet. <laughs> um, but I watched yeah. some of the trainings and some of the celebrations. I don't even know where he was yeah. before, but it was it was soccer, man. Yeah. It was yeah. it was for real. And and I don't know anything about him, but I'm cheering for any yeah. new coach. That's just the way it goes. Right. Yeah. We'll give a plug there to seriously, seriously loco to make sure see if he can give uh, Coach Keaton a if he can give him a follow. So, yeah, all right, great, great stuff. All right, so last question, Coach, here before we start get, getting ready to transition to our second segment. So, this is one that I've been asking of all coaches as of late, especially head coaches. So, put you on the hot seat here. So, the 2023, and you alluded to it a little bit earlier. I don't know if you'll recall that, but the 2023 season will be a success. So finish this sentence. The 2023 season will be a success if? If the girls on the team enjoy the season and the game more, and it's showing in the areas I discussed. That's classroom, field, and our status. That's an easy one today. It was much harder last time. But seriously, if their passion, excitement, and just overall vibe for the end of the season is in a better spot and success. Yeah. Achievable Great. too. Great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Very specific. I like that. Good, good breakdown there. I like it. That was, it, it was amazing that of all the questions, that was the, probably the shortest answer. <laughs> Cause exactly. uh, yeah. Yeah. So good, good stuff. All right, coach, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back after a quick word uh, from our sponsor. College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face -face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. As the lead sponsor and proud supporter of the 5050 Podcast, alongside Coach Hector Cano, College Promoters is proud to be elevating its support for the college soccer recruiting process more than any other service in the country. If your son or daughter is serious about competing in college soccer, call College Promoters USA directly at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student athlete. And we are back with Coach Gibbs Keaton, the head women's soccer coach of the UTEP Miners. Let that let that sink in. Let that sink in a little bit, a little bit more. So, all right, he's back. So, second installment of counterattack. So, you're well, uh, you're well experienced with this one. We got to pick on you pretty good for being a Manchester United fan the last time. So, uh, so I promise we won't pick on you for that this time. So, you ready to go? I'm ready. All right, let's go. First one. Morning person or night owl? Oof, man, if you're going to hoot with the owls, you got to soar with the eagles, baby. I am a night owl, but uh, I can get up for things I love, but uh, for sure, yeah. night owl. All right, next one. How would you, right, the player you versus the coach you, how would you have coached you? If you could go Man. back, 
Who wants to talk about the player me, man? That is so <laughs> far. Knowing, knowing what you know now on the coaching side, right? What would how would you have handled you? How would you have coached you? The um grow my experience earlier because you can do that. And I see the best players doing that. And what I mean is as I got into college soccer, I was addicted to training on my own. That's too late. It needed to really be in high school. And I, I loved training and I, I loved juggling and I, I loved doing that as a player. But in college, it was really uh, skill set specific, technical specific. And I got so much better in college. But for me, the reality is it was too late and uh, I needed to do that as a as a youth player. So if I could have coached my younger self as a message for everyone, you can really mature in the game by devoting yourself more to the game. And I thought I was doing that, uh, but I really wasn't. I really wasn't working on the craft that was going to make me better. So that's what I would do. I just, I really did get a lot better in college, but that time was of the essence. It had passed. Next one, V V A R VAR, whichever one you want to call it, thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm okay with the VAR. I am because it, it's uh, necessary in some of these reviews, but the offside obnoxiousness of like <laughs> an inch or two or whatever, stop, stop <laughs> making the players not want to celebrate goals. Stop it. Like, let the players celebrate and quit taking it away from them. Um, but for sure, that's got to change somehow. Like, there's got to be, like, a, a, a one-limb leeway. Like, if it's that close and it's your yeah. elbow to the, your fingertips, let them go. My goodness, man. Yeah. Killing Did you see game. that one? Did you see that one on Tim Weah where it was literally his kneecap? Yes. It's, and yeah. it's, 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 is that real life? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. All right. Next one. Big one. Big debate here, right? So King Kong or Godzilla? Ronaldo. One or the other. King Kong or Godzilla? That one's too easy. That's why I don't ask you that one. I, I already know that one. <laughs> King Kong. King Kong. Oh, my God. I don't know what it is with you guys in King Kong. All right. Next one. Speak every language or talk to animals? Oh, speak every language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to know what my dog thinks about him, about me. I, he just loves me right now. That's, that's <laughs> or so you think, right? Or so you think. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all I know. I don't need. I don't need him talking back to me too. Right. Or adding yeah. To the kids. Yeah, my personal take on this has always been: as a soccer coach, it's it's a no-brainer. Speak every yeah. language, right? So, yeah, that's my take, right? So, all right. Most recent book you read or currently reading? Nice. Do do nice. hard things. It's a good one. Um, yeah. it, it's you know I, I try to read a coaching book and um, you know, just for fun book at the same time. So my just for fun book is a is a Jack Carr, a really good series and yes. uh, fiction. It's it's yeah. I'm on the second one right now. But this book, you know, I just talked about it. We ask our team to do hard things, and, th and there's a right way to do it. And I recommend it. It's it's a bit of the transition of the old school coaching, not methodology, but mentality and, and how it segues to kind of best get out of your student athletes 
to today's world. So it's good. Yeah. He has a great, uh, I don't know if you've heard it, his, uh, has a really good podcast too. So it's, yes. I believe it's tr it's trending right behind the uh, the 50-50 podcast, I think, but uh, we won't go there. But uh, no, he has, yeah. a, he has a fabulous, has a fabulous podcast too. Yeah, he's so. uh, started as a podcast maybe, I think. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, next one. Um, instead of a coach in another life, you would have been what? Oh, straight up entrepreneur hustler figure it out work for myself um all of those things i think it's amazing now and amazing maybe not the perfect uh, adjective for this but you know entrepreneurship's a major yeah you know, who would have thought but you know i I've, one of the reasons i like camp is i like the business side of it and i like um a variety of things just some of the small businesses fascinate me and like food trucks what a cool concept and business to get into mm -hmm. and just all things that are derivatives of that man i could talk to business guys for forever and people that raise the capital and have the capital and just all failed businesses and what they've learned and how they've risen up and, and those types of scenarios absolutely something related to that probably would have lost my money multiple times in, in right. all of that but that's yeah. also how i am so yeah i think you're the second of the handful of coaches i've asked that i think i think you're the second to say that i think uh i want to oh, say i want to say craig shaw over at a m corpus christi said the same kind of an entrepreneur or c so ceo something like that so i want to say entrepreneur but yeah that's that's pretty cool that's pretty awesome all right, next one. Watching a movie alone in a theater. Yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. If um, you know, you're by yourself, what would you rather be doing? Nothing or being entertained? So no problem. And air conditioner? Nice. Nice. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how many people make a big issue about that and just being somewhere eating by yourself. For me, that's like some of the most peaceful stuff, you know, I, like I'm not afraid to maybe I don't know if it's a coach thing. Maybe you're just when you have some peace and quiet and can be with your thoughts. Maybe I don't know. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, for guys like you and I, what are the things I don't like to do by myself? Um, you know, I don't I don't I don't really know. I should. Yeah. 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 It's a great point. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't think of it from that perspective. But yeah, very good. All right. Next one. Football or soccer? What's it called? The best commercial of the World Cup is what it's called. <laughs> but I'm I'm taking my boy David Beckham, so I'm going mm -hmm. on I'm going on Beckham's side. Yeah, okay. He does slip up though in that commercial, right? Right. That's where oh, Peyton yeah. catches him that one time. So, Absolutely. all right, last one, last one, Coach. We're going through these. We're going through. We're doing well. So, last one. This is another one I've been asking as of late. Um, scaled one to ten. In terms of, of how good or how bad of a driver you are, one is you're you're god awful. You should have your driver's license revoked immediately. A ten is you're the standard, right? You're the absolute best, the gold standard. What, <laughs> what would what would uh, what would people rate you? Now, what would you rate you? What yeah, do you funny. think? What do you think people, the most important people in your life that have been in a vehicle regularly with you, what do you think they well, would rate you? 
I, I think I'm a 10, but that is not the answer to the question. You know, the exact answer is about three years ago. Uh, and my one of my best friends here, Tim, he's very reserved. And uh, he he just straight up told me, he's like, yeah, you suck at driving. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I, I buckle up every time I get in here. And yeah, I have another friend. He's the strength coach here. His name is DJ. And he is the worst driver I've ever been with. And I'm like, have you ever rode with DJ? And he's like, yeah, DJ's the worst, but you're, you know, you're, I was like, there's no way that can't be me. So, you know, you got to take, you got to take your really good friends for, for the value that they have and the influence <laughs> they have in your life. And yeah. You put me at a five. Let's just average it out then. Oh, wow. Okay. Honest, honesty. I like it. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. So um, coach, this has been fabulous. Have loved having you back on the podcast. Thank you for your accessibility. You know, right away it was it was an immediate access thing. You know, it got announced, and it was just, hey, let's let's get you on the pod, and you were all about it. And I really appreciate that. I just the the humility in terms of you, and that you know, I, I love that, and uh, I think it's it's a great thing, obviously as well. And uh, really hoping for you know, wishing you your you know your your staff your your athletes there at UTEP wishing you nothing but the absolute best success a very healthy and successful 2023 season obviously it starts with your spring but uh kind of before we go so we got a couple of things to get to but any plugs th that you have as far as where can we find you on social media but also um your your spring as far as upcoming showcases events where you will be do you have any of that that you can share for sure uh you know i i've learned that the UTEP Instagram, this is coming from my wife, is really good and that it's probably their best social media outlet. So I'm going to step up my coach-specific social media to improve on Instagram. So I'll have – I'll link that to my Twitter because Twitter is kind of my um, soccer social media, media avenue. But it seems like I need to keep up with the times. Absolutely. Just a self-assessment. So I'll, I'll improve on, on Instagram. But Twitter is at Gibber7. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one. And then as far as recruiting, uh, we'll definitely be out. We'll be at El Paso High School Games. And, and uh, we want to know who you are. You can email UTEPMinorSoccer915 at Gmail your schedule and tell us about you and, and send your highlight video. I want to get to know our El Paso faithful. We're going to be at ECNL events. We have a great budget. Look forward to getting the staff out there. We're going to be at GA events. Um, I may even be headed international um, to an event nice. to find some 23s to just improve our 23 class. And we're going to be everywhere. So say hi to us if you know the Joe Rogan of soccer podcasts and, and give him a shout out, you know, make sure you say what's up um, prefacing that, that, you know, Hector and, and uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the shameless plug. I think that two things be looking for um, UTEP camps that will be announced mm -hmm. probably early January, February uh, okay. come to the Texas tech elite winter ID camp. That'll be my um, last not last. I'm. Mean, that's not even close because I'm going to be here for whatever events they hold here at Texas Tech. But that'll be uh, my first. Is is a better way to say it? Rocking some UTEP gear at that Elite Winter ID camp. That of course Texas Tech puts on a great show, 
and uh, right. get coaches and, and great players, super competitive atmospheres. Right. Those are the things I, I, I need to plug for sure and uh, excited about that. Great stuff. Yeah, great. And can you share that email with us one more time that you were that you mentioned? Yeah, UTEP Minor Soccer 915 at gmail.com. All right, UTEP Minor Soccer 915 at gmail.com. Great stuff, Coach. Thank you. So, um, as is customary now, kind of a newer tradition that we've adopted is we try to give, and I know you just shared some plugs there, but um, any final, we'd like to give end on final thoughts. So, whether they're shout outs, thank yous, anything, uh, whatever's on, or just some a final thought that's on your mind, uh, we'd like to end on that note. And we, since you're our guest, uh, we'd like to start with you. The floor is yours. Yeah, I just, it's the holiday season, so everybody should just uh, be thankful and, and grateful to each other and, and try to communicate with those that you haven't in a while. I think reaching out to your friends and family can go a long way. Uh, it's, it's always an important attribute of a coach to be a good communicator, so I encourage all, all of those maybe listening, reach out to your friends, uh, be that person that calls them, and, and don't feel bad when somebody doesn't call you. And the only thing that I want to close with, and, and uh, I challenged our, our team to do this. So as we get into the new year and the resolution making, you know, we've got a long path and process ahead of us. And, and whatever you set for your resolutions or however you do that, I challenge them to not to fold, do not fold. And I just challenge everybody else. Don't fold, man. You can bend, but don't break. Stay on your grind of, of whatever that might be in and really uh, celebrate the small steps to get you to your end goal. That's the way to do it. And that's the way to keep you moving forward. Yeah. Well said, well said. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I can pop that, but uh, that's, uh, that's great stuff. Um, I will, I guess really my final thoughts are um, it's a special could potentially be a once in a, once in a lifetime, definitely probably a once in our lifetime event in terms of a world cup going on uh, during the holidays uh, I know we have we have a few more episodes coming up um, before the holidays, so we'll kind of reserve some of our happy holiday messages. But yeah. obviously, please please be safe. Please be safe uh, out and about. Uh, pretty much for the most part on the high school in the high school world here in Texas, everyone goes on break beginning tomorrow. Uh, but uh, be safe out there. Take care of each other. And uh, but in terms of the World Cup, right, is what I was getting at is a, a once in a lifetime event it going on during uh, during the holidays and uh <clears throat> and then it's just it's always great because i know that whenever we have the men's world cup we got the women's coming up and with this being it's so late this year we're what about six months away i think before the women's world cup in australia next year so it's right around the corner so exciting, yeah an exciting time and i think in terms of this final on sunday take it in enjoy it it's arguably you know the best uh, the best player to ever you know lace them up you know is going for glory to try to win you know win win the one trophy that's eluded him and and you know Lionel Messi um so that's I think gotta just enjoy the moment make sure you watch that so you can say that you can recall seeing that moment no matter what the final is um so final score final predictions on a score coach yeah, I'm going to go that probably Umbop and Messi going to score, and so is our Man City foe. I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a throwdown, so maybe 
Two one, two one. You're saying tie and extra time, but I'm throwing down on two one. See what's up. I feel I feel three two. Do you? Three two in extra time, France. Wow. Uh, even though I'm I I'm I, I predicted Argentina right, and I'm kind of pulling for them, but you got scared. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's kind of one of those where when you say you're cheering for UTEP, I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Good deal. Well, coach, this has been great. This has been fabulous. Uh, have definitely, like I said, appreciate having you on. Wish you nothing but success. And for our listeners, um, again, thank you for everything you continue to do in support of us and support of the podcast. As you know, you all are the reason why we do it. Being listened to now in 40, 42 countries. Have, I, I always say, I always preface with, I have no idea how that happened, but we're grateful for it along the way. And uh, we'll take credit for it, <laughs> but the downloads exceeding our, you know, our daily, weekly, monthly uh, download goals has been fabulous. And uh, you know, we're grateful. We're grateful. Oh, we got one here. Let's see what do we got here. So here we go, France. Look at that, France, Argentina, France three, Argentina two, an extra time. So that is Coach uh, Coach Rafa Castorena, who's my my co-host on Inside Texas High School Soccer. So. I think him and I aligned uh, are aligned there, so we'll see. But uh, again, uh, you can find us on social media on uh, on Twitter at fifty underscore fifty pod and on Instagram at fifty underscore fifty podcast. You can also find you can find the audio version, the actual podcast audio version, on all major podcast platforms. And we're now also always been on YouTube, but now you can also find us on Twitch. So go on there, uh, sign up, follow us if you're on Twitch. Uh, great alternative platform in terms of live streaming so follow us there as well subscribe to the uh, subscribe to the podcast on youtube so you can get more 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 data you know more content that we plan on providing in the next several coming months with as we enter the texas high school soccer season so that's going to do it again so for coach gibbs keaton the new head women's soccer coach of the utep minors i'm coach cano coach hector cano till the next time keep downloading and keep listening You've been listening to the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.